Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Drinks with Dan. Today, I have special guest and returning guest, Matthew Bakov. Matthew, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Dan, it is a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. I'm uh, psyched to be back, and uh, I'm happy that uh, your show is continuing. It's been a couple of great episodes, and uh, looking forward to more, and hopefully I can contribute to uh, your show tonight. Yeah, so I, I appreciate you reaching out to me. We spoke uh, briefly this week after you listened to my podcast last week. You have some gripes with me, from what I understand. Um, but before we get to those, um, I have other guests that also have gripes. Um, I guess I really pissed a lot of people off last week. So um, with that being said, I'm going to play this voicemail I got from my buddy Chris, and we'll address his comments there. All right? Oh, that sounds good, Dan. Hit it. Yeah, I'm long time. Thank you so much for the plug on, on your podcast this week. I really appreciate it. I'm sure Rich does, too. Uh, as far as us stealing your idea, that was all Richard. That was all Richard's idea. I'm just along for the ride, so don't, don't blame me. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, to get to the topics of your podcast, number one, NASCAR, I'm kind of iffy on about the, uh, the whole if it's a sport, if it's not a sport. I think you need really good hand-eye coordination along with the fact that you got to have, like, that quick twitch, which certain athletes have. I think there needs to be that you got to kind of give some of those drivers credit. Again, I'm not saying that it's necessarily a sport. I'm also not necessarily calling it a hobby. Let's say it's like a hybrid of the two. Uh, to get on the uh, the Mueller thing really quick, I think you're absolutely 100% right. I think the Mueller probe, if we get to finally read the report, which I'm sure will happen in the next couple weeks, Barr will release at least as much of it as he can. If it comes back that there really is absolutely no proof of collusion, and there's no obstruction, you're definitely looking at a Trump 2020 president because I don't see the Democrats who can't seem to figure out what direction they want to go, if they want to go far left, if they're trying to still stream someone in the middle. Everybody's all over the place. Not to mention the fact that the media shot themselves in the foot with this Mueller probe, the fact that the American people now don't seem to really trust the media, especially places like MSNBC and CNN who have acted like uh, almost pack organization for the Democratic Party in the same way that Fox News acts like a giant pack for the Republican Party. I just think that, you know, the people just don't buy into the media anymore. So that doesn't help the Democrats. And so at the end of the day, man, I think I think you are 100% correct when you say that we're looking at a, at a 2020 uh, re-election of uh, Donald Trump. All right, so I'm, I'm stuttering here and I'm rambling. Great podcast, man. Keep it up. If you want to use this on your show, knock yourself out. Um, that's it, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. That was from my buddy, Chris. Thank you so much for reaching out, Chris. Matt, I want to give you the floor first. Uh, he, to- he talked about two things. He talked about NASCAR. He kind of agreed with me, kind of didn't. He said, I think he quoted it saying it was a hybrid of between a sport and a hobby. What are your thoughts about NASCAR, Matt? Well, you know what? I'll start with this. Um, I'll just give you my thoughts about NASCAR. I, I love the sport of NASCAR, and, and I'm going to say sport. I'll, we'll call it that for now. We'll come back to that in a second. But I love the sport of NASCAR. Um, you know, here's the main reason why, from my perspective and from my end, um, NASCAR fans take a bad rap. Uh, you know, it, it is considered a uh, lower middle class culture. It's considered a heavy drinking culture, party culture. So they take a bad rap for it. And you know, the, the comical joke is everybody just sits in the stands is drunk and they watch a bunch of left turns. Um, I get it. 
Uh, what most people don't give NASCAR credit for is the gentlemen and ladies that build those engines uh, down in the North Carolina areas are some of the smartest and most brilliant minds in the world. Uh, you know, they're graduates from top engineering schools, your MITs, your Harvards. Uh, heck, I'll even throw Penn State out there as well because we raced a car. Uh, one of the clubs actually built their own uh, NASCAR type racing uh, vehicle and ended up racing that. Um, in uh, you know a particular event so you know you have these people that are working on these cars and i love it because it combines just a great experience for people to enjoy without a lot of stress and really technically sound individuals who are crafting uh, some of the uh, best and most modern uh, engineering things uh, you know all together into a uh, a pretty great environment and uh, NASCAR does a lot for what's called the STEM program. It's uh, actually being changed to steam now, but STEM is science, technology, education, and mathematics. And now they're adding the a for arts and they make so many donations to helping individuals, specifically women and uh, younger individuals understand the opportunities they have in these fields. So you combine that with a great time. I mean, who doesn't like sitting outside in the sun and drinking a beer? I mean, come on, Dan, half your show is based on that. (laughs) Am am I wrong? I I mean, we're there. So granted, we're not doing 200 miles an hour. Correct. Uh, but you know what? You, you, you couple with that with, uh, you know, a pretty cool uh, engineering platform and a great afternoon at the track uh, with families and friends. I don't think you're going wrong there. So that's my opinion on NASCAR, uh, you know, just from just from a from a viewership standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I just appreciate that he said that it was like a hybrid of the two, because I think I compared NASCAR to esports. And I said, you know, you're not going to see people playing PS4 and Call of Duty in the Olympics. Um, however, there is a, there is a venue for that. You know, you can go to like the the e-game sports things or whatever nascar has their own venue you're never going to see that in the olympics either so um, correct now the question you brought up you know there was that was actually the question you brought up there's an entire major here on this campus in kinesiology uh and actually was fortunate to take several classes from i would i honestly would say the founder of sports philosophy uh from dr scott kretschmar he was an amazing professor and you know not to either defend or challenge his work, but I want to simply say that you asked the question, you know, is NASCAR a sport? Well, you were very smart in your first show uh, about mentioning this when you said, what's the definition of sport? Do you remember off the top of head what you said was the definition of sport? Uh, I can Google that shit right now because I have my computer open. Um, I just pulled it right out of Merriam-Webster, um, and it said – uh, an, an athletic activity requiring skill or physical prowess and often a competitive nature such as racing, baseball, tennis, golf, bowling, wrestling, boxing, etc. So I think I'm, I mean, this is going to be a technical just statement from me. When I look at things, uh, you know, I teach a law class. I interpret rules of golf. I go to what does the rule say? What does the law say? What does the definition say? Uh, and right in there, there's a competitive nature. Uh, I don't think you can argue that NASCAR is not a competitive nature. Uh, number two, skill set. If you think that there isn't a highly, you know, advanced skill set in operating a motor vehicle at that speed in those tight corners for that amount of time with the right amount of mathematics and calculations into how much fuel is needed, how to make different turns, how to uh, adjust when there's crashes, how to you know make adjustments to tires and windshields and so on and so forth, you know, that's right out of the ball game. I mean, not everybody can drive a NASCAR. It, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Not everybody can do it well. So the skill set's right there. Um, and from an athletic standpoint, you try sitting in a car in 104 degree heat in the summertime and do all those laps out there uh, with, you know, all that pressure, with all those like hairpin turns, with all that stress level. If you can't tell me you need to be in good shape to do that, like you don't see any NASCAR drivers that are out of shape and overweight. I mean, you don't because of what the sport demands. So I just simply put it like this. If that's the definition of sport 
And I've just argued three points how it fits that definition. How it fits can it. you rule elsewhere? And that's just that is my interpretation on that. I mean, and, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, in all honesty, is it a sport? Yes. Is it like between a sport and a hobby? It's probably 51% sport and 49% hobby. And that's my point of view on it. Like, yes, it is a sport, but not really. Um, but hey, that's just my, my two cents on it. Um, well, you know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pull one more definition out here. I teach a, a leisure studies course up here in the summertime for my freshmen. We actually go over what is the difference between an amateur level? What's a hobby? Now, a hobby would be something you don't make any monetary gain from is the, is the true definition of hobby. There's no monetary gain. So I would say maybe from a fan perspective, it would be a hobby. But for those drivers, there's a monetary gain that they're receiving from that. And if that's the true definition of hobby, then I think we don't really, I don't know if we can really go down the hobby route there. So you, so that brings up our next topic of discussion that we're going to start new. Um, so you just brought up about being an amateur versus professional. Correct. So we got to talk about it. We, I had you on the show probably five weeks, or I guess it was longer than that. It was probably eight weeks ago when the AAF first started, and now they have since ceased operations. We bring up amateur versus professional. Clearly, AAF was amateur, NFL is professional, and AAF now does no longer exist. What went wrong? What went right? Tell me all about it, Matt. Well, you know, I'll start off with this. Um, it, it, yes, it, it was even your I know what you're saying when you say amateur it the, the quality of play was at the amateur level. But, you know, yes, they were still making money. So we still have to somewhat call it professional football. But I'll put that if you were looking at me right now, I'm doing professional with air quotes right now. So let's go back to what I said. The first thing I said right away, the very first thing was I said the quality of play was not going to be something that individuals wanted to see on the field. And. What happened? We got that. We got low-scoring games. We got probably the worst quarterback play in on TV I've seen in a very long time. Terrible quarterback play. Terrible play across the board. You know, defenders missing tackles, missing plays. We, we got a product on the field that fans didn't want to see. So we got poor quality play. That led to lack of ticket sales. Lack of ticket sales means lack of consumers, lack of concession revenue, lack of TV ratings. I mean, yes, they had some CBS money, but there wasn't a high end of advertisement because people didn't want to watch this stuff. I mean, you know, the other thing they screwed themselves over with on and part two is the TV commercials, the TV ratings pay for so much of the NFL. You know, so much money in TV ratings pay those bills and they wanted to eliminate them all by making the game quicker. Right. So, you, you, you know, you took away. So we'll start with this. What went wrong? Number one, you cannot expect individuals who cannot make an NFL roster or a practice squad in the NFL to compete at the same level as an NFL player. It, it, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. The second thing that went wrong is when it comes to a payment, I mean, they couldn't make payroll. Right. right. Make payroll that was, I think that's their biggest concern right off the bat was but, they couldn't pay, they couldn't pay their themselves. But why couldn't they make payroll? They couldn't make payroll because the fans were not paying the money to see you know, they wanted to make, they cut everything. They cut the, t- the ads. They cut the ticket sales. They made it family-friendly affordable. They cut the, con- well, the problem is when you cut everything, the bill still has to get paid. And when you didn't have any, I mean, this is, this is finance 101, man. I, I made a joke last night on my trivia show um, with uh, my crowd. I says, I always make a joke about we don't tolerate cheating during trivia. And then I'll make a joke afterwards. I said, we don't tolerate cheating. We take cheating more seriously. And then I always insert something. Last night it was, we take cheating more seriously than the AF, the uh, AF takes budgeting. Damn. it's called excel learn how to use it um so yeah i i don't know you know that, that that's part one that went wrong um it, it was simply this the quality of play wasn't there uh did i but you know what hey did i watch i watched did everybody in america watch yes we did 
but we watched the product involved with we could not get behind um you know you saw I don't like watching incomplete passes. I don't like watching poor running backs. I don't like watching poor tackling. I don't watching sloppy mistakes. You know, it, it was, and you know, the other thing too was there were no, I couldn't identify the, the, the final thing I'll bring up of what else went wrong is I couldn't identify with any of those players or any of those individuals. Yeah. I hear you. You know, not a, the only you, when you, the biggest star in that franchise was when Johnny Manziel came back. And, and then he only like, made a week, <laughs> you know? So, Okay. We talked about this. Why did you like the Cowboys? I remember this word for what we talked. Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. You remember those guys. You identify with those guys. Okay, what did I say the AF needed to do? They needed to have some star power individuals that you could identify with and buy their jersey and be like, At that person's part of my team. I can't even recall a single player in the league other than Johnny Manziel. Where was the media attention? Where was like the star power players? Where were the ones that were like vaulted? Where was the after press conferences and the coverage and all this stuff that creates these superhuman characters of these individuals that makes you want to follow them? Look at Philadelphia and look at Bryce Harper mania. I mean, the media did an amazing job of tracking every part of this. He came to the city last night. He rang the Liberty Bell. Or not, sorry, not the Liberty Bell. You probably get in trouble for that. He rang the bell at the Sixers game. And, you know, and that he went and sat next to Carson Wentz up in the box. Absolutely. Like, look at all that. You know, you're at these events, you're out there in the public, you're talking about all this. What did they do? They relied on older people that used to be in the NFL, like Heinz Ward, you were a great receiver, but you're not playing anymore, Heinz. No offense. I don't want to hear you talk. I liked watching you run post pattern routes and catch touchdown passes. That's why you were entertaining to me. Your talking wasn't entertaining to me. I mean, it's great. You're on that. But like, I need to see some star power connection. So I, I mean, I, what did I, I called it. I predicted it. I'm not saying, you know, I was right, but I don't really, I'm not saying I was wrong. Yeah. I didn't think we'd have success. I did think here's where I was wrong. I did think we would go at least a year. I thought they'd make it the entire year. I did not see the ceasing of operations coming. Even with the $250 million donation from the Carolina hurricanes owner, I figured, okay, you know, he's, he's investing in this. They're at least going to be able to operate for one or two years, but you know, uh, it, it, you didn't have a quality product on the field. It, it's as simple as that. Now, others point out to this, that individuals didn't want to see spring football and they were tired of football and they were fine with football in their season. They were fine with football coming around in August or September for the NFL, August for college football, ending in January or February. They were fine with that. They didn't want spring football. And I totally disagree with that statement. I do too. People, people will watch a product any time of day 24 hours a day, seven days a week that they like. It doesn't matter like, oh, it's not the time of the year. It's not so-and-so season. It's not this season. You know what? My father loves grill in the middle of the winter, and he makes fantastic hamburgers during a snowstorm. I will eat a cheeseburger on the grill in December. I will eat one in July. You know why? It's a damn good product, and he does a good job. It has nothing to do with, oh, it's not burger season. That's a load of crap. All right? It's a good product. I will, wa- I will eat that burger. Just like if I saw something good on the field, I would have watched that. I would have identified that with that. Yeah, you're not wrong. And, and, and you brought up a good point about spring football. The Canadian Football League, that is actually football, not like soccer football, they start in May. Mm-hmm. They start early, and they go a lot longer than the American Football League. They go, I think, uh, 20, 20 weeks, 22 weeks, something like that. Um, they have a lot longer season. They start earlier, too. People will watch it. They have teams. They, they compete. Um, and I think that the AF had an idea. It just didn't work out. But I also think that they have some good ideas that – I wouldn't be surprised that we see in the NFL, and that comes down to technology. Um, we saw that we saw how fast the ball was getting thrown. We saw an instant. Um, we saw what players on the field, what, what what routes they were running in instant time on an app 
Like, I, I just think that is amazing technology that maybe the NFL will put in future years to buy from the AAF and implement that. We'll see what happens. Dan, I think you're 100% right on that. If you looked at the XFL, some of the things that happened in the XFL the first time around, we saw the, the, the uh, overhead uh, tripod camera. The uh, sky cam in the XFL is now used in college football, is now used in the NFL. We saw all that kind of stuff go in. We saw some concussion protocol. We saw a questioning of an extra point. Those things made their way into the NFL on a technology level. I think you're exactly right. And I think the two things you'll see is you'll see a more robust app. I think you'll see a tech-wise of uh, individuals being in the replay booth and hearing how the review went down from that particular avenue. And I think this is an XFL, or excuse me, an AF thing, but also just a, a nature of the beast with betting. I think you'll see some more in-game wagering and apps that allow you to in-game wager. So, no, I think there'll be some legacy with the AF. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just it's not going to happen. I'll make one final prediction. If one of these leagues wants to get this right, okay, if one of these leagues wants to get it right and wants to figure out how to have a successful model that does not compete with the NFL but is part of the whole entire football conglomerate, the only model that's going to work is this. 30% of juniors that go into the NFL draft right, do not get drafted. Sure. And there are seniors that go into the NFL draft that do not get drafted. Now, the problem with that is they, once they declare to be in the draft, they can't go back and play college football. Right. Right. So if one of these leagues were to work, what I would do is I would take the juniors. I would take the juniors that do not make NFL rosters, and I would put them in a development league against other juniors. It is literally the same age group, same individuals, same skill level, and it would be developmental football like minor league baseball partnered with the NFL as a goal to give you one more year of playing time to try to make an NFL roster. You get one year on a team, just like minor league baseball, and you work around a fan experience. You work around colleges still supporting some of those players. And, oh, by the way, if you got really, really smart, you find a way for these individuals to transfer credits to other schools so they can finish their degree. So you play your full season in this professional league while at the same time you're going to school and finish your degree. Because at the end of the day, you get one more year of experience and you get a college degree in your hand. If you ran that model, you'd have support from education systems. You'd have support from fans. You'd have the same amount of skill level on the players. That's the only way I see a spring football model working is if you take – this is your market. If it's a niche market, you have the ready available individuals. They don't make the NFL, but they're close. One more year of practicing against fellow individuals at the same skill level, not burnt out 29 or 30-year-olds, not 18, 19, 20-year-olds that couldn't make – I'm talking – 22, 26, level. yeah, I got you. Exactly. That's what that's what I would do. But that's I mean, that's my piece on the AF. Uh, I'm not surprised on what happened. I'm sad for the only thing I really feel bad for are not the rich individuals that were in charge of this. I feel bad for the individual workers that were part of the AF that ended up losing their jobs on Tuesday with no notice who some some uprooted their lives to work with these franchises thinking this would be a two three year plan. And don't have millions of dollars to fall back on. And they got leases to pay for. They have, you know, rent to pay for. And some of them are fucking hurt and they can't afford to go get their arms fixed that are broken or whatever. I forget the guy's name. Lost his health insurance. Yep. Yep. Players, staff members, those are the people I feel bad for. Okay. Not the not the Charlie Eversalls, not the Heinz Wards, not the Marvin Lewis's who's got millions of dollars to bank account. You know what? You tried something that didn't work. You get to go home to your mansion. I'm sad to see those individuals that put a lot of effort into this and it didn't work because the leadership failed that model. You know, it's on them. You know what, Charlie? Maybe you should donate some of that money. Uh, you know, maybe you should donate some of that money to help these guys fly home. Like, at least that's one thing you could have done. Or the guy that donated the $250 million, like, where's that money? Or, I'm sorry, you got donated, but paid it. 
where's that money? Why didn't you buy plane tickets for the team members and send them home? Right. You know? I mean, you got Still guys that are training at, off, off, off their main base. Like, it's, it's just so messed up the way they did this. They should have yeah. had at least – they should have had some kind of contingency plan from day one about only, what happens. The only people that thought this was going to work were the people running it. Everybody else in the outside world didn't think it was going to work. And you know what? I hate to say it, folks, but I told you so. So you brought up a good point. Uh, a little bit more about football. XFL, they're coming back 2020. Do they learn anything from the mistakes that were made on this? And are they going to change from, to an XFL 2.0 from when they failed the first time? I, you know what? I don't know what they're going to do. I will tell you this, though. It, it, the only advice I will say is this. If you have any money invested in any XFL franchise, get that money out of there as soon as possible. Get that money out of there. You are not you did not just buy stock for Microsoft, okay? At before or, or Amazon stock before we knew what Amazon was. Okay. You got money invested in something that high risk failed multiple times. I mean, nobody has successfully put together a competitive or even a successful model of football. And you mean to tell me you're going to like until I hear them doing something different, get your money out of there as quick as possible. Uh, what do I even think? What, what I think they're going to do differently. They're going to they should, I hope, create some experience that draws individuals to that stadium. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's out there, but the only the thing differently they're going to have to do is. They have to get user buy-in. They have to get the American people to want to watch that product. What that takes, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, la- very last point, and I just thought of this when, when talking to you. So I think that the only way a minor league NFL takes like any so it comes to fruition is to have the NFL sponsor it and to use college stadiums to support them. So, you know, you have your pens, you have your Richler Fields that are empty 99% of the year. Why not put a minor league team in there, build them up, bring them to the NFL, and have the NFL support it? You know, you, you have the North – I guess it's not the North Navigators anymore, but whatever. That's part of the Giants. They used to be part of the Yankees, whatever. Have them sponsor a team so you have your New England Patriots practicing at Richler Field, and then they can maybe make it into the NFL someday. And the NFL has to sponsor it, and that's the only way I see a minor league – football season i think you're right and you know what you look at these colleges that have stadiums that are only used seven times a year colleges aren't they're starting to get smarter they're like we can make more money for that it could be a nice partnership now there are some rules about professional athletes and ncaa athletes interacting with each other but you know what that could be sorted out there could be there could be systems put in place for that i think you're right i think if the the i mean you know the reason why these things fail the nfl doesn't get behind it you think if the nfl is going to invent you know expand in football and to be frank, the NFL should start thinking about this. They've, they've started to saturate their American market. Why do you think they're playing games over in London? Why do they try to play a game in Mexico? Why are they going to China? Because they've saturated the American market. They've taxed the American market. There's no more really fans. Everybody's a fan of America. They're going overseas international to try to build that market, increase that brand. What better way to increase that brand than at a minor league level? I mean, you, you have to keep growing. You got to keep building the product. I mean, every business person knows if you're not growing, you're, you know, you're screwed. So, yeah, I, I agree with yeah. you. So uh, last episode, I made a bunch of rash, on-the-whim predictions. Uh, I think about who's going to win the uh, NFL League, what's going to happen with Trump in 2020. So I want to get your predictions here. So, um, you know, your way-too-early prediction. Baseball season just started this past week. Who's winning, this, who's winning the World Series? Uh, the, can I tell you who I think is going to go? I don't, I don't have a winner. I can, let Sure, I gave you. I gave you. I said the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl. I didn't say okay. they were going to win it, but they're going to go talk, to it. So let's you can talk do that. American League. 
it's coming down to this. It's going to be the Boston Red Sox versus the New York Yankees in the American League Championship Series. All right, it's going to okay. be Red Sox Yankees. Now, granted, Red Sox think are two and seven right now as as of as of today. Um, so sure, but there's a yeah. long season ahead. The Red Sox. I'm going with the Red Sox and the Yankees are going to be one two in that. I don't. I can honestly not. Houston is good. I don't know if they're going to get there. Cleveland decent. Um, there's other teams that might surprise you here and there. Uh, Seattle, by the way. Um, Shout out to uh, my former boss, Paul Davis. Congratulations. He's the new pitching coach of the Seattle Mariners. Uh, I believe they won again today, so that puts them at 8-1. and one. I was watching the game this afternoon between my golf tournament. Um, so, you know, shout out to Seattle. You know, hell, hell of a run out there. They might make some noise, but I think at the end of the day, you're going to see the Yankees and the Red Sox in the American League Championship Series. Now, I think I'm, – I'm not going to say think. My prediction is this. The Yankees beat the Red Sox in six games because – I don't think the Red Sox pitching staff is going to make it all the way through the playoffs. And here's why. It's not they're not talented. It's just that pitching staff was taxed so much last year in winning the World Series. It was insanely challenging for them to go through. I mean, it is a lot on that arm to throw all those pitches. The pitching staff went all the way to the end. The turnaround time was quick. You get into February. Right away, you're back into spring training. You're back into throwing. I think the gas is going to run out of the tank when you get into September, when you get into playoff time. And, you know, October is going to come around. I just don't think they're going to have enough. I don't think the pitching staff is going to outmatch the Yankees bats. So that's that's my prediction. I 100% agree with you. I would put the Yankees in above the Red Sox. I think that the Red Sox are just burnt out from last year. They got the postseason woes. I, I just don't see them making it yeah. again. Uh, let's go to the National League. All right. Um, I have one team for this, but go ahead. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to start in the West Coast. There's no, for, Throw the West Coast out. The Dodgers have a little <laughs> right. I'm there. Okay. The West Coast out. Padres, Manny Machado. The guy made a quote. You want to talk about Dan? A stupid mistake. He said, and I quote, "I'm not going to be the guy that's going to hustle down to first base on a ground out." Congratulations, Manny. You cost yourself 180 million dollars. I mean, like, who says something that stupid? I'm not going to try hard on this team. Pay me money. Padres, great. Good luck with him. It ain't going to work. You're done. Okay, you're done. L.A. I don't know. Kershaw's hurt all the time. We'll see what happens there. Arizona gutted their team. They're done. Colorado's hanging around. Eh, forget it. Let's go to the Central. You have some – the Central has some, cha- some some talent there. It's really going to be, I think, a three-horse race between the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Milwaukee Brewers. I think everybody else in the Central you're throwing out here. Uh, the Pirates get screwed in the Central. You know, the, the Pirates would be an 85-86 game winning team in any other division. But that central sure. is so powerful and you know so jam packed with talent. They're they'll be lucky if they win sixty eight games. I mean, it, I'll set the over under. Here's my prediction: the Pirates don't win more than seventy games this year. I mean, I don't see the Pittsburgh Pirates winning more than seventy games this year. Not with that team. So, okay, what does that bring us to? Let's fly over the East Coast. I think your World Series. It's going to be a matchup between. I don't know which of the teams, but I think it's going to be this. I think you're going to see uh, East Coast is going to dominate baseball this year in terms of talent. I think it's a three-horse race between the Philadelphia Phillies, the New York Mets, and the Atlanta Braves. And I think at the end, the Phillies cross the finish line a little bit higher than everybody else. I don't see the Mets. The Mets have not shown me in any way, shape, or form. I get DeGrom is good. I get their retooling. I mean, they brought Robinson Cano in, Cano in uh, veteran player, but I just I don't see it. Uh, Atlanta is good, but you know what? Like, Atlanta, you keep losing games early on. It's 162 games, but they do matter. I mean, how many years have we had teams go to a one-game playoff just because of that? So, I think you're going to see the Phillies representing the East against either the Cubs, the Cardinals, or the Brewers in the National League Championship Series. Who wins that one? I couldn't tell. It's a coin flip. I honestly don't have enough information to tell you. 
if you're going to twist my arm, if you're going to twist my arm, I hate to say it. I hate to go against the Phillies. I hate to go against my home state. I'm going with an NL Central team. and I'm going to say the Cubs or the okay. Brewers are in the World Series against the New York Yankees. That's what I think is so. Going. I just think the Phillies I are don't one know. year away from they're one year away from making the series. See, I think it's this year for them. Okay. I, if it, if you're putting if I'm putting any money on it today, in the middle of fucking April, beginning of yeah. April, I'm going to say it's the Philadelphia Phillies versus New York Yankees in the World Series. Um, I just like I said, I don't see Boston making. I think they're going to run out of gas in late August. Um, I think the Yankees are going to power through. With the help of steroids or whatever, but still they're going to make. <laughs> the help, the help <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and then I really think the Phillies, not because I live here, because like everybody's hyping up that like the Bryce Harper train has been driving around Philly for the last fucking month. Um, we like we were just talking about how Bryce Harper is going out with Carson Wentz and wearing their fanny packs to the the Seventy Sixers game. Who Seventy Sixers are not looking so good anymore, but um, the I, I really think that the Philadelphia Phillies are going to win the World Series this year. And it will be due to Bryce. Well, Harper. you know what? I think it's it's due to Bryce Harper, but I can't. You can't not forget if they didn't sign Harper. You know, J, J, they were J. still J. a Real decent Muto team. Is one of the best catchers. Jake Arrieta's back over there. Um, uh, Andrew McCutcheon coming in. Uh, the Cesar Cesar. I should know this Velasquez. Um, and I think I'm saying that wrong. I I, I feel so bad if it, that people that are listening to this. I, I apologize. I know. I know. I'm not. I know, you know who I'm talking about. I apologize. Had a long day today. Um, they they, they had a great off season. So I'll pause. A good off season, Bryce Harper being signed is a great off season. And you know what? A lot of people said, you know, it's too much money. It's too much money. It's thirteen years. It's thirteen years. I don't really care what you have to say about that. That's what the market demanded. The market demanded that. It's whether you liked what he was paid or not. That's what the market demanded. Until the market adjusts, that's what it demanded. I will say the benefit I think of having Bryce Harper in twenty twenty one. You're going to see the DH being introduced back into the National League or into the National League. Bryce and his to help I think that. Bryce in his later years are going to be able to hit. He's going to be able to DH. They'll take him out of right field. He'll still get some use out of him. And you know what, folks? If people put all these, you know, harps on like he's 26. All right, so 36, he'll be 39. The athlete model is way different than it was 50 years ago. These guys are taking care of themselves. They don't just drink 18 beers and go play baseball. <laughs> Adam Gutierrez, your oldest player in the NFL right now at 46 years of age. Is like, yeah, he's a kicker, though, so he's not really doing harm to his body. TB, but, TB okay. 12 takes those punishments. Brett, all right, I'll Brett give you that. Brett Favre, all right, played into his old – you know, the, the point is the athlete model – and those are hard-hitting things. The athlete model is a little bit different. It's, I guarantee you this, in 20 years, Dan, it's not going to be inconceivable. We have a bunch of 40-year-olds playing Major League Baseball and still playing it at a high level. Uh, it's just it, the conditioning is getting better. Rest is getting better. Doctors are better. Food is better. We're living longer. We have better vitamins. Medical care is getting better. Everything is getting better to increase. You know, hey, it's the same problem we have with Social Security right now. Right? You can transfer it. And I, I don't believe I can't believe I'm going on a government tangent here. Tie baseball back in. But, hey, this is where we're going. People are living longer. They're being more healthy. And they're being more conscious. Well, that's going to make sports athletes be able to play the game longer. Um, so, you know, I don't think I don't think that's the matter. I, I, I can't wait to see the guy play. I'll throw more prediction out there. If you're betting on the over under of home runs, bet the over. I know Bryce Harper will go into his slump. I get it. It's fine. But he's going to hit more. He's, he's hitting more than 30. I think it's at 34 and a half right now. Bet the over. I'm going to set his number at 39 home runs this year. I would if I'm if I'm feeling better next month, I'd probably put it at 41. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't follow baseball. I'm, I'll be the first to be uh, front with this. I really don't follow baseball. I will go to a game, and I will be guaranteed to have a beer there. But 
I don't really care. I will go. I remember you remember going to the um, the um, Baltimore to Inner yes, Harbor. Yes, I do. We went to yep. the Orioles Stadium. I I was a Orioles fan that day. The same fucking week, I go to Boston. I'm a Red Sox fan. <laughs> now I'm in Philly. I'll go to a Phillies game. I like. I have no allegiance to baseball. I don't care. Um, one way or another, I really do think that with my limited knowledge of baseball, I think Phillies are going. All the way. You know what? I, I I hope I hope you're right. It'd be a hell of a World Series. It'll be a battle in the Bakovich House between the Yankees and the Phillies fans. Uh, so I look forward to arguing with my mom back and forth about that. I think she'll enjoy it. So back to the podcast I put last week. You uh you blatantly disagreed with me on my predictions for the Super Bowl. Tell me why I'm wrong about the Cowboys not going to the Super Bowl. Where would you like me to start? All right, I'll start with this. Number whoa 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 whoa. All right, there's a few reasons why you're wrong. One, your we'll just start at the top. Your head coach is an idiot. Okay. Okay, I'll give you that. You have a head coach that is not qualified to be a head coach and has done nothing to show me that he is capable of leading a Super Bowl team. Okay. You've got to like it's it's not going to work. It is not going to work. The second the second thing we'll come back to is you said the Cowboys are going to win the division. So my second problem why I don't think they're going to go. I don't see them getting past the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, I I, I see the Eagles. May, so back it up real quick. I see the Cowboys being eleven and five or twelve and four, and I see the Eagles winning the wild card. I would. I would I would reverse that. I would say I okay. would say the Eagles win the division. The Cowboys would win the wild card. If the, if if for some reason there's a matchup between Philly and Dallas, however however the rankings pan out, whatever comes out of that one, and Philly and Dallas match up in the playoffs, and Dallas has to go to Philly, there that fan base is in. Oh, it's, it's terrible! Oh, what, what, it's terrible. When I when you say terrible, I know it's a challenging fan base, but I'll just I'll say insane. It's an insane fan base, and I mean that in a sense of that's a hard fan base to play in front of. That is. So I'll give you a story. I don't know if I told you this. So my first year in Philly, I moved. So I moved here from Florida, right. and I got tickets to go to a, a Cowboys Eagles game at Lincoln Field. So me knowing the limited I know, I know about the Eagles, I was like, well, they used to have a, a prison in their stadium for rowdy fans. <laughs> so I'm probably I'm probably not gonna do anything crazy. So I'm like. And I knew people like legit, like, so I worked in the ER. I knew people got stabbed. There. Oh, like, it, I'm not gonna. all right. All right. All right. So, so hold on, let me finish. So I was like, I'm not going to wear any Cowboys gears at all. I'm not going to, I'm just going to go there. I wore a Philadelphia university t-shirt because I was like, that, I was like, it says Philadelphia on it. I'm good to go. So I go there and clearly I'm not, I don't have a hat on for Cowboys. I, I've never been to a Cowboys game and never worn anything except here. So I go there and I, it was the day that they broke Tony Romo's clavicle for like the fucking third time. So I'm sitting there in the crowd and everybody's like, kill Romo, kill Romo. And then they fucking kill Romo. So um, I, I'm sitting there and we, we still end up winning the game, of course, because the Eagles suck back then <laughs> and they still suck now. Yeah, all, all right. All right. All right. Continue. <laughs> but uh, the, the fan base there is just terrible. I was sitting in the stands. Another quick story. Sitting in the stands. They actually pulled two people out of the stands that were wearing Cowboys gear because they were getting beer thrown on them. And the, the Eagles um, uh, ushers or whatever security said that they were causing the disruption. So they took the Cowboys fans out for getting beer thrown on them. You, you know, I see – you're not none of, none of what you're saying is wrong. If you notice, the, the, I'll give, I'll just kind of it's the same fan base because the Phillies took eight buses down to Nationals Park 
for Bryce's uh, game down in Nationals Park. And the ushers from the Washington National Stadium were telling the Philly fans to stop yelling and screaming during and, and like booing different things because they were making an, a scene. Like they were actually yelling at the Philly fans for cause they're like for yelling too much at, a, at another ballpark. So yeah, like I, I, I get it. I get it. And that's, and that's also a hundred miles away. That's not in their backyard. No, I, <laughs> like... I Philly, Philadelphia sports fans are some of the most challenging fans ever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to defend and say they're not crazy because any Philly sports fan will tell you, yeah, we're, we're nuts. I will say this though. The one thing I do respect about Philly sports fan is they're not fair weather fans. They, they, they're, they don't know. They live, breed exactly. and eat this they stuff, you know, and, and, and maybe, they will be the maybe, first, they'll be the first to right. cheer you. They'll be the first to flip you and off. Dan, I think, I think you could not have said it any better. I think that's exactly what that that's perfect. Um, you're right. Uh, but getting back, I think you're exactly right. But getting back to it, um, the Eagles made some great offseason moves this year. I'll actually back up. The Eagles made a couple of good offseason moves and a couple of questionable ones. Uh, bringing Peters back, you know, you probably should have said it's time to go with him. Um, they, they, Getting rid of your backup quarterback? You have to do that. We, we talked about that, why that has to happen. You have to do that. Nick Foles, great individual. Savior of the city. Will forever be renamed. The Eagles did that in such a classy way. Everybody was – you didn't have any bad blood. It was he left with honor. The Eagles did a great job. And you know what? The man's $88 million richer, and he's going to play for Jacksonville, and it'd be kind of cool if the two of them met at like a hell of a playoff game. Uh, you'd love to see it. You'd love to see what would happen and make a great storyline for the NFL. But I, you know, getting back to what I was saying, the Eagles had a good offseason. They brought Jordan Howard in now to run the ball. Um, sure did, yep. You know, they're going to get – and that's what they needed. They needed somebody depending to run the ball. Draft, I mean, depending they really on how their did. draft goes, I think they're going to go with cornerbacks, and I think they're going to go with linebackers, and they're going to sew up their defense, hopefully in the secondary. I think they're going to come back pretty strong. I just, I, I don't see the Cowboys overtaking the Eagles because, frankly, the Eagles, you know, they made, they made the wild card with a, with a terrible secondary. Half, half the team was hurt. Half the team was out for the year. They had, a, they had a secondary that was bagging groceries a week before playing professional football. Um, shout out to the, maybe they, maybe they should have had an AIF. They could have got guys from the AAF. Uh. Well, now they can, and they think there they should. Go. Um, you know, but I also think that they made it into the wild card last season because of the fact that the NFC East was fucking True. terrible. I mean, the Giants, yes. I mean, yes. when you have two teams yes. that couldn't make a 500 record if, if they fucking tried. Yes. I mean, and I, I don't know if I see that again this year. I think that Washington's going to be back up and running full steam. Um, the Giants are fucking screwed. They're going to go one and fucking whatever or, or win two games the entire fucking year and try to rebuild next year. That, it, but honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Cowboys, Browns, and the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> Cleveland, you know, you, know what, you know what stinks about Cleveland? They made all these offseason moves, and, and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers organization – is under the most chaos that I've ever seen in the city of Pittsburgh with the worst team culture ever, losing a top Hall of Fame wide receiver and a top Hall of Fame running back, and they're still favored to win the division over the Cleveland Browns. Like, what does the Cleveland what Browns is going have on? to do to win a division? Like, uh, once they picked up OBJ, I was like, fuck, like, they're done. It's like, they have to win every. You can't, like, like, come on. You can't tell me if they can't win this year, like, what what will it take? Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll bring up one more point with that. This is what I worry about the Cowboys, why I just don't think. I've got a problem with your quarterback. I like Dax. I like him. I've got a problem with him, though. I've got a problem. The Cowboys have a serious problem when it comes to payroll, all right? The Cowboys have a lot of talent on their team that all 
demand high-level contracts right at the same time. You've got secondary players. You've got your quarterback. You've got a hell of a running back. You've got a wide receiver. You've got some linemen. You've got a lot of people that need to get paid. There is a salary cap. There is only so much money to go around. Now, they said to Dax, will you take less money early on or will you? And he won't. And he says no. No. He's an he idiot. Won't. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You know why? You're not that good. You are not. You are not. Dak Prescott is not, is not a top five quarterback in the NFL. No one. You cannot show me anybody that would argue that he's a top five quarterback. You you say that, and I say the same thing about Carson Wentz. I don't think he's top five either. I'm fine with that. What I'm saying, though, is I'm fine with that, and I don't think I think you're totally right. He is no issue before I'm proved that he's there. He hasn't, he hasn't stayed healthy for a full year. I'm not going to debate that. You're right. My point, though, is when you know you're not a top five quarterback, when you know you can't put the team on your back and win the game, why wouldn't you take less money, put yourself with a surrounding supporting cast that you know can win, all right, have some success. And I'm not talking – when I say less money, I'm not talking you go from $40 million to $5 million. I'm talking a structured contract and you still get your ass paid. All right, you, yeah, okay. Is it really going to be that big of a difference between 8 and $10 million in change? I will tell you this. You talk to NFL players that have been in the league for years. They will tell you, I would give back all this money to go and win a Super Bowl or to be good or to be successful. You know, I've had full conversations with NFL players who said, I just want to win. And you, you got to ask the question, why wouldn't you take less money, surround yourself with talent, and win? And you know what? You I know, agree. So, so I agree. You're telling me they're going to go to the Super Bowl? Uh, okay, Dan, you know what? I'll say this. If they're going to go, this is their only year they've got a shot at it. Because after next year, with his contract, with Zeke's issues, with his franchise, this, with all these players in that one, I don't even see how you're going to make payroll. I don't see how you're going to make payroll. Really I, and you're together. bringing up a fantastic point, especially today, where I don't know if you saw the news, Demarcus Lawrence is getting a $105 million deal for five yep. fucking years. And that is going to kill us next year. So, so how are you going to pay? How are you going to pay? And that's it. If, if Zeke, if, so Zeke makes 14 a year. Dak's not going to look for anything less than 25. Right. And you just paid a, a defensive end fucking 20 million dollars a year. We're fucked. We're fucked. Zeke, like Zeke and Dak are going to have to take some kind of home hometown fucking deal to 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 make it, and I don't I don't and see that happening. For, I mean, here's, you know, you're playing for America's team, which I I hate that phrase, but it is what it is. We'll just move on from there. You're playing for America's team. Um, okay, fine. Why don't I stick your ass in the middle of oh I don't know, uh, Jacksonville, where they got a, they had to pay one year. I think it was two years ago. They had to buy the tickets in their stadium to put the game on TV because they couldn't fill the stadium and were under blackout rights. That happens every single year in Tampa. When I lived there, they were giving out tickets for free so I could actually air the game in the local so you area. You can do that, or you can play in front of 120,000 screaming fans, the best cheerleading staff in the world, by the way, just you know, an FYI on that. Uh, <laughs> Irrelevant, I mean, but noted. There are no better cheerleaders than Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. I'm sorry, Eagle fans. Absolutely sorry, not. You know, but it is what it is. Uh, but <laughs> so I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get so much hell for that one. Uh, <laughs> you know. Okay. I've been in their locker room. It was sure, amazing, sure, and we'll sure, leave it at wanna, that. Sure. You don't want to. You don't want to pay. You don't want to play for those guys. You don't want to play for that. Fine. Go and try to get money elsewhere. You want to go out to San Francisco into that train wreck? I mean, holy hell! All right, fine. Go over there. You want to go over to Washington where the fan base is more concerned about the happy hour before the game than they are of who's playing in each game? Like, 
I just, I can't buy into it. I can't. So I don't know. I mean, you, you want to ask me if they're going to win? I don't see it. I don't see them getting through the Eagles. I don't see it happening either. I think they're going to go far. I don't see the Eagles going as far. You know far. what? I'll, I'll tell you this. If uh, if we do get an Eagles-Cowboys matchup in the, uh, in, in, in the playoffs this year, uh, I'll be happy to come back on. You and I, you and I can do the post-game pregame. We will duke I, it I, out I, for I, sure. I we will put some money on this, not beer. We'll put money. Uh, you know, you know what? Why don't Why don't we do this? Uh, you know, we'll do we'll we'll do my favorite beer. We'll do a little presidential Canadian type thing that Obama used to do. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm cool with that. I will I will definitely we'll do, do we'll that. do a we'll do a case of beer bet. We'll bet my favorite beer versus yours, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, you know what? I'm I'm totally okay I love with it. that. I love it. Um, you know what? I'll even throw a cheesesteak in. I might be soggy, but I'm trying to get to you. But, uh, I'll, I'll throw you in a legit cheesesteak. Not from Pat's or Gino's, so it's fucking fake cheesesteak. Yeah, oh, I'm not. You know, people debate that all the time. I just – No, after being here for almost four years now, that is – You know what? We're going to go way off subject with this, but that's okay. Fucking that is some fake cheesesteak. <laughs> there are some, some legit cheesesteaks here that are so much better than either of those two fake-ass places. And that's from an out – I mean, you, you know me. I grew up in fucking Griswold, Connecticut. And there is way better cheesesteaks than Pastor Gino's. Way better. You're gonna hear. You're gonna hear some some beef from that. I'll I'll tell you one thing though. Let me ask you this question: Do you eat a cheesesteak though? Being in Philly, do you eat cheesesteak? Yeah. Yep. So I mean, so I eat cheesesteaks. Mm, so anytime, like I have a friend come down. If you were to come down here, I would take it and go get a cheesesteak. So every time I have a family member come down, a friend come down, I go and get a cheesesteak with them, and we go and get like legit cheesesteaks. So I eat them. Probably one every two months, yeah. maybe. I mean, it's not like a, like the things are they're so heavy. They're no, so no, I'm not. Ta- yeah, yeah. Them, I just I, I always yeah. ask that because people in Philly go like, oh, I don't eat cheese. Like, how can you not? That you live there, you have to have one of those. Like, I, that, that blows my mind. Well, it's not one of those things that you go and have every fucking day. It's like it's not like I live in New Haven. And I get a fucking slice of pizza every day. Like, you know, it's one of those things. Like, you know what? It's it's a Friday. I'll get a cheesesteak and a beer. <laughs> you know, love it. And there's no better place than having a cheesesteak at a baseball nope. game. Just throwing that out there. The Phillies, like, granted, you're going to have, like, a shitty cheesesteak there. But for whatever reason, it's good because it's at a baseball game. You're sitting there in the sun, and you're having a beer. It's a great time. I highly recommend going to Citizens Bank Park. Uh, you that. know what? I will be there April 15th for college night, taking my students down there. And uh, we'll be watching the uh, Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Mets. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to my first Phillies game. And, of course, I will be out of town that weekend because I'm on a break from school, and I'll be in Connecticut. Go figure. Well, hey, you know what, Dan? I, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to thank you for all, for letting me uh, voice my opinion. Uh, you know, basically, I mean, you know, there's a little ego here in this one. I got to uh, say I was right about the AAF, and, you know, that's always uh, the most important thing when you uh, – You know what, Matt? Fuck you. You know, when, you, when you, you – Does that make you feel better? For you? <laughs> you know, when you run your mouth and you're correct, that's – you know, that's the best kind of correct is when you're loud, obnoxious, and you're right. Uh, that, that might be the best kind of correct. And, uh, you know, I love I love debating this Cowboys-Eagles battle with you. I hope I did the city. Dude, it'll never end. It'll never I end. I defended the city of Philadelphia good. I, I mean, I'll say this. I, I will say, um, you know, Philly, Philly's a great city. I love, uh, ever since I moved to Pennsylvania, love that I get uh, an opportunity to travel down there when I can. Um, you know, it's it's been, it's, watching Philly sports has been fun. You know, and, I, and people know this. You know, I, I've had allegiance to you. I still have allegiance to the Yankees, the Patriots, the Celtics, uh, the Bruins, you know, I still have my allegiance to those teams up there, but there is something to be said about being a Philly sports fan and just being part of some of these experiences. That is, I went to a Sixers game uh, last month. It was great. Like just being in that atmosphere, it is, it is a fun environment. It is pretty cool. It's a fun city. There's a lot going on in there. Um, and you know what it is, it, but you're right. That fan base will come after you. If you're a Dallas fan, uh, they, they will, they will, 
I had to take the stickers off my fucking car, man. <laughs> like, come on. If you got to worry about your tires getting slashed in your damn parking lot because you're a Cowboys fan, you got some issues here in the city. Uh, I think it's like an inferior complex, but we'll see. Hey, you know what? We'll see if we'll see if any of my baseball predictions come true. And uh, you know what? You know what? Me too. We got a, a long hundred and something games before we get there. So way too early predictions. As I, I always it. like to say, there's 162 games a year, and every one of them matters. <laughs> yep, uh, it'll come back and bite you, like you said with the uh, um, uh, Boston. So come back and bite you if you don't. Yeah, win. we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You remember? Uh, and that's, you know, April's coming up. I know you want to get off the phone here in a second, but um, April's coming up. You know what was happening about this time? We were getting ready for uh, Summer Band back in the day. Summer Remember that Band shit? was the, the spring musical. Summer Band. I just, you know, I just went to see State High's uh, production of Newsies, which they did a fantastic job with. And it took me back to our days with uh, Mr. Churchill. Do you remember, you know what else just came to my mind? We used to walk to that Chinese food place, Chopsticks, get our, cho- get our food, come back, play in the football games, and, uh, you know, that was our typical Friday night back in the day. And speaking of, it's a Friday night. We would go walk the mile to Chopsticks because we didn't have cars Correct, back we then. Did not. We had to go walk our ass from the school to Chopsticks to go get shitty ass Chinese food <laughs> to come back to the school to eat it to then sit for three hours to uh, whatever it was, Music Man or Fiddler on the Roof or whatever show it was that year. Do you know what they're doing this year, by the way? I don't. You know, I don't know. what? I just I I my mom just sent me a note about that. Um, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. They've done in the past. Um, they've done a couple, uh, a couple of good ones. They did uh, Little Mermaid. They did Beauty and the Beast. Um, is, there... is it Little Mermaid this year? Or was that last year? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was last year. Um, you know, it might be this year. Little Mermaid. No, nope, it's, uh, it's. I've it's, seen it's that before. Cinderella this year. I just pulled it up on my computer. They're doing Cinderella this year. Um, yeah, okay. Cinderella, which would be pretty cool. Um, I'm sure they're doing a great job with that. They have a great, you know, check this out. They have a, you remember we, you'd have to buy tickets at a box office. They've got a website now that, you know, that since we've been there, it's been a long time. You know, they didn't even have a box office. They had the, you had to go to the fucking office you office, did. the front you office did. there yep. to go yep. get, to go get it. And then they had it at the door, but they were already sold out by then. Were. That was a long time ago. And they had scalpers for the first year when we oh, were yeah. there. We had, oh yes, we did. We had, so let's say we did, we, you and I worked on together. We worked on the music man together. You were in Fiddler, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. I was a fucking bottle yep. dancer back in the day. Fuck and then yeah. Pippin was the next one. Um, yep, I was with you with Pippin for the right. tech crew. And then um, we did Les Mis. And that was that, Les that Miserables. Yeah. That was one of the most technical sound shows I think we did. That's when I took over the lighting. Mike took over sound. Um, and uh, it was that was pretty awesome. And then we ended our, our career with Grease. Um, Plus a bunch of other things. So I remember, I remember the music things. I remember getting ready for summer band with the Baccarellis. And uh, the, the last year, I think the last year before we got jobs for the summer, uh, I remember wearing the homecoming crown on my, or the prom king crown on, on the stage, playing the trumpet uh, with the rest of the upperclassmen in the band. Uh, and, which, by the way, you were never oh, prom king. I wasn't so. even voted. <laughs> I wasn't even voted. I, I don't think any of us was. I'm surprised they made it so far, Mr. GHS. Remember that fucking oh, shit? Oh, you did the uh, – that. if you ever – you should pull up. That's what you should do. If you ever want to do a throwback day, you ought to find that video of you doing uh, the evolution of dance in the Mr. Incredible outfit and throw that on YouTube. Send a link out to your listeners. That'd be – Dude, I, I've been – somebody said that they recorded it years ago. I don't know who has it. It's got to be on, like, VHS or, like, one of those handheld cameras back in the day. I, I put that out there. See if anybody has that. I don't know who has it. That would be so fucking awesome because that was the highlight. Of my, I got a free touch out of that. Well, you know what I think you should do? If I was if, – if, if anybody from Grizzle is listening to this and you have any power – 
I think you guys should do a Mr. GHS like legends competition and bring back all like Gavin Coombs, Dan Coleman, Trudell Ward, uh, Ray Fu Young, Brock Kutu. Uh, the list goes on. Bring them all back. Anybody who is involved in Mr. GHS and do a legends competition, do it like Mr. We could do like a, a fund or something, you know, uh, donate it to, um, Tyler Griffin's you, memorial you know what, actually, you or something you, like that. And, and you do bring up, and I, and I hate, I hate that we, we have to take a sad note on something like that. There's been a lot of tragedy in our hometown and, and it, it just, it For just sure. sucks. If you ever, I mean, if, if something like that ever happened where you brought back all those classes and you donated to that one, I'll tell you right now, I'd drive up to state college and go, Dan, I'd pick you up in Philly. We'd head right up there. Um, I think that'd be a fantastic idea. You donate that. You do some yeah. sort of memorial fund to everybody who unfortunately, uh, we lost a little too soon. I think it, I think that'd be an excellent idea. Uh, it, it'd be that'd be a hell of a lot of fun. It would be a hell of a fun going for a great cause. You know, I'm thinking about Joey yeah, G. Absolutely. You know, um, Tyler Griffin. You know, who lost his life in Afghanistan. For those who don't know, um, right after graduating high school, which was the worst oh, part. Oh, without a doubt. So, awesome, awesome um, from our class, um, Kyle Emmerthal. It, you know, it's it's. The list you know, goes I, you on know, and on. You know, and I, I hate that we're going down this route, but my mom said something uh, pretty, pretty, pretty powerful the other day when I was home. She said before she goes to bed, she has to pray for 17 different families from R that we know that have lost children, and that, and that, and the list just keeps going up and up. You know, so you know what? Hey, if there, if there was ever, if there was ever an event that uh, something like that that we brought back a little bit of memories, uh, you, you, I, I bet you, I, I'll speak for Dan on this one. I bet you, you could count the two of us in. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you, dude, you and I would be carpooling up there. I'd be pra- – you know what? I'd make you drive so I could practice my fucking dance <laughs> in the back, right? Well, Because we, <laughs> it's been probably 12 years since I've we'll done go find. We'll go find the old crew. I bet you Rich Amy's still hanging around there. We'll, we'll get him. We'll... And I guarantee that I will not fit in that Mr. Incredible outfit anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's for we'll sure. Go get, we'll go get Rich Amy. Um, we'll go get Caitlin, Caitlin uh, Summers now. Now that she's not coughing, Summers will be involved now. We'll bring her up to Sam Cleaver. Yeah, we'll, we could get a crew together. We'll go, we'll bring an old school crew back and see how things go. Dude, you know what we should do? We should, we should honestly plan, uh, just to go up there and get a beer together one time, get everybody together. You'll, <laughs> Dan, I think they tried that last year and we didn't go. <laughs> no, no, not, not like an actual like reunion reunion, but just like, uh, get the guys and girls back together that are actually cool, you know, see what happens. I, 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 I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think it'd be fun, but, uh, but anybody's welcome to come on here and have a beer with me. So <laughs> I was drinking, I was drinking wine tonight. So I was, I had, I had a charity event to go to, uh, you know, what? I didn't even talk about that. I had another victory beer today. The sour monkey again. So fucking good, man. Good beer. So good. good. Beer. So I had that tonight. So for those of you, I guess we'll finish the show up here. For those of you who want to be on, want to talk about us, want to gripe about anything, give us a call. 203-689-3530. Um, you're more than welcome to say whatever you want. I will air no matter what you say, good or bad. Or maybe not, but well, discretion. All right, um, give me a call. We'll uh, figure something out. Uh, you want me to talk about something? You want to hear anything? Let me know. Um, Matt, any last words? Uh, Dan, as always, it's been a pleasure. I'm happy with what you're doing. I'm happy that you got some success with this thing. Keep the momentum going. And anytime you uh, need me to come on here and uh, fight the good fight, I'm right there with you. You know, I do need you to come on here because the last time you were on here, I got over 100 views or 100 listens, and mine are not been that high. So I need you to keep hey, coming on. Here, I, right? I hate to tell you this, but I don't have a big deal. I'm, I'm, what's that? I'm a big deal? <laughs> you have the line from Will Ferrell when he does Anchorman. He goes, I don't know if you know this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Oh, I sorry. I cut out. But yeah, that's, that's true. I am kind of a big deal. Um, a little big deal. So. <laughs> All right, Dan. Always a pleasure. Thanks again for letting me be on the show. And uh, hey, good luck with everything. 
All right, and uh, I'll see everybody next week. Take care, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,